Hello and welcome to day 19 of A Side of Life Podmas. Day 19, where does the time go? How is it Christmas this week? I don't know, but it is. My name's Leanne. My name's Al. Welcome back. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. So if you probably, if you don't know by now, Podmas is a one podcast episode every single day for Christmas from day one to day 25. I know. So today, (laughs) that took me off guard there. So (laughs) what are we talking about today, lovely Leah? Uh, I believe we have another voice note today, do we? We do, from amazing Kath and Dave. Um, You know, did you ever have friends who you just like, this is an interesting thought. Mm. So why do we put the friends in the order in which we do? Steph and Paul. Oh, interesting. Ches and Phil. Is it is it the order which you meet them first? See, I was going to say that, but actually we met Dave before we met Kath. Maybe it's the order in which we like Dave them. Dave and Kath. Kath and Dave. <laughs> no, that's not true. I think just roles easier, Kath and Dave. I think usually it is the person you you met first. Usually. Alec and Kenny, Francesca and Phil, Steph and Paul, Laura and Cook, yeah. Yeah. You notice that Leanne's just listing off all her friends. <laughs> and I'm like, I've got one. <laughs> and that's it. Um, do you know what? I, I, I think I might have said this before, but one of the funniest things I ever heard was, which is also funny, but also, haha, and funny as in like, oh my God is that the least believable thing about the Bible is that a man in his 30 had 12 close friends. Mm. And I think that's just kind of like, yeah, I think that kind of sums it up a little bit. Because when you get to your 30s, like you've, you've probably got 12 close friends. But I mean, mm. men don't really have them. No, I think we all see friendships come and go by the time we hit our mid-30s to 40s. I guess life changes, isn't it? You lose touch, you lose compatibility. That's true. That's true. And I think also, if you do have friends, then, you know, if friends have children and you don't, that is quite a big thing. And it's quite Mm -hmm. strange in the the majority of your friends don't. Is it the majority now or is it majority of your friends don't have children or is it about half and half? Yeah, it's starting to shift now. But my friends did have children later in life, I think, compared to the usual. Mm. All of them were in their 30s. But yeah, we are. The babies are coming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's kind of cute. It's kind of cute, but then just don't send too many pictures. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Equally, though, it is nice to have some. Oh, mm. hello. Oh, what have you got there? Boing. Um, Leanne's not turned the notifications off on her computer. <laughs> so today we are talking to Dave, Kath, Kath, Dave, Kath and Dave, and Kath, Dave, um, however you want to say them. They are a lovely couple who we... We kind of a strange thing we met because... We moved to. Will you tell so, your computer? I'm so to shut sorry. Up? Um, we moved to Medellin in um, in Croatia, not Colombia. Um, we moved to Medellin in Croatia, um, a tiny little village, and um, we got talking online to some guy, and then he said, "Oh, there are a couple of um, British expats who live near you. One in Lisnian, uh, um, which um, we ultimately met up, Lawrence and." Duncan, yeah. And then the other one, they said, oh, yeah, they kind of half live down the road from you. Um, they, like, half live in Manchester, half live down down the road. And then when they came over, like, we were just sitting there having a drink one day, and then this this weird, weird fella just walked up the drive <laughs> and said, hello, my name's Dave. I believe you've been expecting me. And we're like, well, we have actually, yes. And that was one half of Dave and Kath. <laughs> so he came in and then and we said, do you want a drink? He went, no, 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 I'm all right, I'm all right, thanks. And then we said, do you want a drink? He went, yeah, yeah, I do, yeah, yeah. 
So four hours later, we were firm friends. <laughs> but um, I think what what Dave did really well it was actually a good lesson. If you are you know hoping to meet people when you're you're abroad and make friends, is that um, I think he just initially saw our car, which was on UK plates. Um, and we were sat outside and he popped his head over the wall and went, do you live here? <laughs> yes, we do. And then in a weird twist of fate, when we moved out, they moved in. Yeah. So um, it's, all, it's all been a bit ne- nepotistic, if that's the right word. Nepotism. What? How do you conjugate or elongate or whatever the word is for nepotistic? Yeah, but our landlord loved us, didn't he? We were like, we're moving out, but we've got another tenant for you. <laughs> yeah, he was over the moon. And lovely tenants they are too. Lovely people. Um, so we asked them, like, what do you, what did people not tell you before you lived and worked abroad? And they have quite a specific, but also quite a common thing, I think, because a lot of people who live and work abroad, particularly if you're sort of the over the age of 30, then you probably usually, you probably have your own house in your home country, uh, which is what these guys have. So they've had a little bit of drama this week with their house back in Man- well, Stockport. It's not Manchester, it's Stockport, isn't it? They live Cheshire. Oh, Cheshire. Sorry, Cheshire is where they live. Very fancy, aren't they? I think Stockport is classed as Cheshire oh, is now, it? isn't it? Oh, is okay. it? Uh, let's just Greater pretend, Manchester? Let's pretend they're fancy. Yeah. <laughs> South Manchester just below. Is it Cheshire? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And so um, so let's have a little listen to what they've got to say. Hello, it's Kath from Medellin in Croatia. Um, so things we wish we knew before we moved abroad. Well, normally when you move abroad, you're concentrating on things that are going to happen when you're actually there, you know, finding somewhere to live and things like that. However, what we found, the, the most difficult thing was sorting things out in your home country. So, um, say, for example, we've got a house still in the UK and there's lots of things that um, needed sorting out before we could move to Croatia. So things like house insurance, security, post, car insurance, maintenance, letting the neighbours know um, that we weren't there so they could look after the property, you know, look out for it, really. Um, it's things like that. You do, I say, you do tend to concentrate on on what's going to happen when you're abroad, but th- there are things that need to be sorted before you get there, unfortunately. Um, so things can still go wrong, even if you think that you've sorted things out, as we found out last week. Um, our insurance policy, which is now our house in the UK, is now classed as a holiday home, um, and as a result we have to have the heating on 15 degrees Celsius from, I think it's September to April, um, presumably so that the pipes don't burst in our house or something, I'm not too sure. Um, Now, unfortunately, last week, our gas company decided to turn our gas supply off. So therefore, we had no heating in the house, so therefore we were uninsured. And believe me, trying to sort that out from a thousand miles away was quite a challenge to say, to say the least. Um, lots and lots of anxiety and asking for help from our neighbour, um, trying to contact insurance companies and gas suppliers and things like that. Anyway, it was all sorted, I think about 10.30 on Saturday night. Um, so that was great. Mo properties, mo problems. <laughs> I think have the raise a really interesting point actually that we spend so much of our time focusing on what life will be like abroad we often forget about the life admin that we need to take care of at home um yeah there is there's so much and i think as well when you when you 
shift your life or, or move to a different way of living, suddenly all of these rules that you've never even heard of become a big factor in your life. I didn't know that it's classed as a holiday home if you leave a property in the UK and it has to, you have to leave your heating on at 15 degrees. I mean, it makes sense, mm-hmm. but who knew that was a rule for insurance? Yeah, it's a bit of a strange situation. There could be issues with your mortgage company as well. You Like if your mortgage company, there's, there's certain stipulations. I can't remember if it's insurance or mortgage where you can't leave your house more than 30 days. Might might make sense of this insurance, but... Yeah, so I think there's all kinds of things that we we forget sometimes with a flashy. Excuse me, one second. <coughs> I'm sorry. Um, there's there's all these kind of like you know you're you're excited about your new life. You're excited about how how all your amazing things that are going on in 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 the country in which you're living, and then you realise you've forgotten all about that. And I think also let's not forget as well that we're also we're also missing people people at home. So like last Christmas, we got a lovely message from my mum. Um, who basically said, you know, all right, it's great, all the things you miss, but what about the people you've left behind? And I think that's worth considering as well. Mm. It's all very exciting when you're living abroad, but as Leanne said, there's life admin, but also there's people admin, you know, make sure you keep up. We've talked about this a lot, keeping Mm. up with friends and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, that I think it ties in because, you know, you rely on people back home to help you with these things that, that need managing, like Kath said, telling your neighbours so they keep an eye on the place. And I'm sure, um, you know, you rely on people to to help you solve problems. In terms of post, you know, we have, you know, my mum and dad help us out with our post and send us pictures of everything that comes through. And there's so many different things you need to consider. And, and it is a big ask to rely on people back home for favours when you're not necessarily there to return them. Um, which is why we're always very keen to make sure that if people come to visit us, they're very well looked after and make sure they, they have a good time because, yeah, you will be calling in favours uncomfortably quite a lot, I think, particularly when you first first move and figure out how to manage those different different things, as Kath said, with, with property and whatnot. So, yeah, I think it's, yeah, life admin continues. And then you have life admin in, in two different countries, which is fun. And I think the interesting thing as well, if you do have a property... You know, it might seem a, a fairly simple thing to go, oh, we'll just rent the house out and we'll use that money to help fund our lifestyle abroad. But it's not that simple. Like you said, you have to maybe change your mortgage. You have to change to a buy to let. How does that impact your insurance? Then you have tenants and that's a whole other world of headaches. Then you have to bear in mind what impacts that have on your tax liability abroad. Some countries will tax you on properties you own anywhere in the world. Others will tax you on the income you generate from those those properties. It's not, it's rarely straightforward. Um, and I think, you know, even for Kath and Dave, who have who have kind of been dipping in and out of living abroad for quite a long time, are still experiencing new challenges when they've made that more permanent move. Definitely. And from a personal point of view, having um, me having properties in the UK means that I'm always a ta- UK taxpayer. Um, so <laughs> Croatia gives you 0% tax. I can't take <laughs> advantage of that um, because I have properties in the UK that are let out and therefore I have to pay tax in the UK. Very complicated, obviously, we're not financial professionals or advisors and we're not giving you financial advice. Do take your advice, but there's a lot to think about. There's a lot to think about. There is. And like I said, so many rules and regulations you never even knew existed will suddenly become a very real part of your life. Um, So always be prepared for those little surprises that come up. Did we tell them about my passport thing with the visa? Here's a silly problem. Mm. So my passport runs out 
the like back end of 2023. So there's still like a little under 12 months left on it. We applied for the visa and our lovely helpers at Adriatic Seed Change were like, yeah, we can apply, but because your passport runs out, um, fun fact, you can only get the visa um, for three months or your visa has to, no, your passport has to be valid for three months after your visa ends. So we can apply for the visa, but you can only get it until August 2023 or you need to renew your passport. But another fun fact, if you leave the country to renew your passport, then that calls into question your visa application. So good luck. (laughs) Yeah, basically you're kind of fucked if you do and you're fucked if you don't. (laughs) Yeah, it turns out you can apply for a visa while you're overseas, but that's going to take a visa, sorry, passport. UK passport whilst you're overseas, but the current wait time for that is nine weeks. Um, so by the time that comes through, the visa application would have either gone through or been rejected. Um, so there's there's naffle we can do. So our, you know, best laid plans. I think that's another thing, isn't it? What I wish I'd known, the best laid plans never quite work out exactly how you thought. So whereas we thought we were going to be here until December 2023, that now looks much more like August. It does. It does. So yeah. Take it all with a pinch of salt. Just be relaxed about it. Be be more Kath and Dave where they're just like, well, these things happened and we just dealt with them. Yeah, I think you do become very good at dealing with problems, thinking mm-hmm. creatively, um, spotting risk and then yeah. starting to manage that ahead of time. I think, yeah, you do become your problem solving skills enhance, I think, when you live and work abroad. Definitely, I think they do. So that's the end of... Am I boring you? You are a little. Um, (laughs) Not really. I've just got one eye on the time and we're trying to keep these to around about sort of 15 minutes. So uh, I didn't want to bore people too much with our personal circumstances. We've got day 20 tomorrow and it's another takeover. It's where, if you remember back about five days ago, it was um, the the Truth, Lies and Workplace Culture podcast we have, which is our professional podcast. We don't drink on that one. Um, and uh, and so we played you an episode, an hour-long episode of Introduction to Al. Yes, what's enough about me? What do you think about me? Um, well, we've got one tomorrow with Leanne. It's the other way around. So we've got a lovely interview with the lovely Leah, all about workplace culture, about her history, about her heroes. I... I I know I'm biased because I think Leanne's ace, but um, I think it's a really good interview. So look out tomorrow for an interview with Leanne. It's going to be another episode around about an hour hour long um, where you're going to get deep diving to Leanne and you'll learn what Leanne does outside of this podcast. That's all I have to say about that. Enjoy. (laughs) So we'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.